Shalom everyone, and welcome to Dafa Shavua, Yivamos Daf Chaf. The Mishnah on Daf Chaf says, Isser Mitzvah ve'isser Kedusha choletes v'lo misavemes. If there's an Isser Mitzvah or an Isser Kedusha, the Gemara will explain what those mean. We say, the man should do chalitza and not yibum. The Gemara wants to know, why, what are these mitzvahs of Isser Mitzvah and Isser Kedusha? Gemara ends up saying these are lavin or mitzvahs drabanan, and there are two opinions about which one refers to which. First, the Gemara wants to suggest that an iser mitzvah is going to be referring to an iser drabanan. However, Rabbi Yehuda was machlif; he changed it around, and he felt that the iser kedusha were referring to isurei drabanan that are going to prevent ibum and require chalitza. So when the Gemara suggests at first that an Isra Mitzvah is referring to an Isra Darabanan, the Gemara says, Am I kari le Isra Mitzvah? Amr Abaye, why is a Isra Darabanan referred to as an Isra Mitzvah? Abaye says, Mitzvah l'shmol divrei chachamim. Because there's a Mitzvah to listen to the chachamim. So when it says Mitzvah, it means it's referring to the Mitzvah um, of listening to our rabbis. Rabbi Vinzion Abba Shaul in the Orlet Zion, he has a um, Rabbi Vinzion Abba Shaul was the Rosh Hashiva of Parat Yosef, one of the leading Sephardic rabbis in the late uh, in the late 1900s. So it asks as follows: Why is it that it's referred to as an Isser Mitzvah? Doesn't that aren't those two opposites? Is it an Isser or is it a Mitzvah? You have to choose which one it is. Those usually mean two different things. So he explains as follows. Really, they, when, when the Rabbanon when say that something is usher on a, on a Rabbanon level, it's going to be usher. But what does it mean that it's a mitzvah? Rather, it's, the reason why it's referred to as a mitzvah is because there's a commandment on the gavra, a, on the person, to not do this isser. So he explains that usually when it comes to an isser Torah, in something that, um, a prohibition that comes from the Torah, midaraisa, we say that is called an isser cheftza. The difference between whether something is referred to as a cheftza on the actual object of the isser, or is it on the gavra, or is it on the person that is committing the prohibition. So when it comes to an isser daraisa that comes from the Torah, that is on the cheftza, the actual thing you are doing um, is is Asr, as opposed to a Dirabanan, he says, that's referred to as an Isr Mitzvah, because the the Mitzvah of listening to the Chamim is only on the Gavra, only on the person. So it's both an Isr, but it's also a Mitzvah on the person to not do the prohibition. So where does this come up? How, how does this come up? This Again, this is Lomdus. This is a Rav Chaim Salavechik used to love referring to the difference between what is a Cheftza, what is that gavra? This point that he's making that in Isra mitzvah, the reason why it's referred to this is because it's a mitzvah on the gavra. So, how does this come up? Um, halacha lamaisa. So, in the Shulchan Arach, in Hilchos Ona, in Choshi Mishpat, Simon Reish Lamedalad, Sif Gimel, Shulchan Arach says as follows If someone sells to his friend something, which in the end they find out later, that this uh, th- this food was really usher to eat. If the peris are still around, if the fruit the food is still around, then 
you would give back um, the, the the seller would have to take back the fruit. If you already eat it, ate it, achal the mocher does not have to give back um, the buyer a refund. So this halacha is very interesting because when it comes to a if this if someone sold his friend something and then after they found out this food was really usher to eat, they found out it was tray for um, for some other reason he wasn't supposed to eat it, then he would have to give him a refund. It's considered a mekachtos. The sale is null and void. However, if it was Isidra Banan, says the Shulchan Aruch, then we say if it's already eaten, the mocher, the seller, does not have to give a refund for the, for the item that he sold. Why is that? Ask the Nesivos. The Nesivos very often is, um, has arguments with the Ksos. With the Ksos. Um, so the Nesivos is a, is a very popular commentary on the Shulchan Aruch Hoshemish, but he asked this question why is it that in Isidra Banan, the mocher does not have to give a refund. So he applies this concept of what the, what the Orletzion brought us to before. He says that since this iser, this food, is only on the gavra, it's only on the person, but it's not on the actual food itself, that means that the person who ate this food, since he didn't do it on purpose, he didn't know that it was usher when he ate it, it's, it's as if he didn't do an avera. If you eat something b'shogeg by accident, and it's only an iser drabanan, it's not even considered an avera when you eat it, because you didn't know when you ate it that it was asr. Very interesting. I'll, I'll read his words, because it's very, very interesting what he says. Very, very interesting. So because the iser drabanan is only on the person, so that means that it's only usher if the person knew he was doing something wrong. But since he didn't know over here, there's not going to be a problem. And if that's true, the mocher doesn't have to do a refund because this person really had a benefit and he didn't get any avera from it. So that's why he would not get a refund. So that is the first topic I wanted to say comes out from this concept of mitzvah l'shma devarikam and mitzvah mitzvah on the bottom level, only on the gavra, not on the actual object of food. The second uh, topic I want to discuss, based on this mitzvah l'shmol derechamim, is a very interesting machlokas between the Rambam and the Ramban about this concept of that when the chachamim make an iser drabanon, what is the reason why we have to listen to them? So, says the Rambam that the mitzvah of losaser minadavar yaminusmol of not of not straying from what the chachamim say left or right, that's a pasuk in the Torah, he says that all the mitzvot Sarabanon are really based on that pasuk, of not, of, of the importance of listening to the Chachamim. The Ramban, in his Hasag, was asked on, the, asked on the Ramban, how could you say that every mitzvah Sarabanon is really, uh, is really important to listen to because of a pasuk in the Torah? Then doesn't it really mean that every mitzvah Sarabanon is really the Raisa now? Because it's based on a pasuk in the Torah. So how could there be a concept, for example, of suffolk drabanon lekula? When we have a suffolk about a about a rabbinic law, we say that, that that you could be lenient. But isn't every single drabanon really daraisa? Asked the Ramban on the Ramban. So the Meshachachma, in his commentary on on Chumash Rameir Simcha of Davinsk, he gives a muscle to explain of how we know that the Rambam will. So of, sorry, of how the Rambam will defend these questions 
and specifically this question of the Ramban on him. He explains that there, when there is an Isser of Mori b'Malchus, when a king tells you to do something, and you don't listen to him, we see this in Tanakh, for example, when uh, when a king says something and, and one of uh, the person in this kingship doesn't listen, we see this by Davin and Shlomo, um, that this person is put to death. So when we when we see that happen, does, so how, how does that work? Why is this person put to death? Is the reason why Hashem says that the person should be put to death because he specifically cares about what that king said in this context? Let's say the king said that you're not allowed, let's say a king said um, in times of Tanakh, for example, that, that people aren't allowed to, um, to wear blue shirts and someone wore a blue shirt. Does that mean that Hashem is so upset at this person and he's being put to death? Because he went against what the king said and he wore a blue shirt? No. The, the Hashem just says, you sh- I want you to listen to the king. And if the king says something, then you just went against what he said. Not that I care necessarily about, again, Hashem obviously cares about the detail, but I'm saying in terms of it being a Isra Daraisa, I don't necessarily, I'm not concerned with that specific detail of what the king said, but I want you to listen to the king, and whatever the king says, you should be doing so the Meshachachma explains the same thing is true when it comes to Glosaster by the Chacham. He says that the Chacham, the Rabbanan, he says, mm-hmm. We have to listen to the Chazal, to the Rabbanan, as if they're like the kings. Man Malchi, who are the kings, Rabbanan? So he explains the Rambam as follows, that when the Rambam says that all mitzvahs to Rabbanon are really, all Yisuri Darabanan are really based on the Pasuk of Losasar. That doesn't mean that every Darabanan is really Daraisa. But Hashem tells you that there's a mitzvah Daraisa to listen to the Darabanan in general. But there are specific things they say, those aren't Yisuri Daraisa. He just wants you to respect them on a Daraisa level, but the specific details that they say are going to be Darabanan. Okay, and the question is if that's true, then according to the Ramban, who doesn't say it's based on the Pasuk of Losasar, because he had a lot of issues um, with what the Rambam said. So according to the Rambam, why do we have to listen to the Rabbanon if it's not based on the Pasuk of Losasar, and Adavar, Wasserman, in his Kuntus Tevei Sofrim, explains as follows. The Rambam would say, the reason why you have to listen to the Rabbanon is because it's Ratzon Hashem. This is what Hashem wants. It's understood the Hashem, that the Ratzon of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is to listen to what they want and, w- and what they say. This is again, this is a very interesting idea from Rabbi Hanan Wasserman explaining Yisri Rabbanon, but I think it's an essential concept when it comes to often things in halacha, things in life which are not explicit in, in the laws, and we don't have exact guidance from the Shulchan Aruch or from the people that comment on the Shulchan Aruch or even later about what to do. We have to always think about, okay, even though it's not addressed, what is the Ratzon Hashem? What would Hashem want? So that is the way that Rabbi explains the Ramban, the Ramban, how he would refer to all Yisuri Darabon. But I think that even applies to things that aren't even Yisuri Darabon. There are times in life where we have to think about what is the Ratzon Hashem? What does Hashem want me to do in this context? That is topic number two. The third topic relates to, as I mentioned earlier, Harav Yehuda was machlif. He changed around and he said that Isr Kedusha, however, not Isr Mitzvah, 
could be he was bothered by the question of the Orlatzion. How could you refer to something as an Isra mitzvah as an Isra Drabana? Is it an Isra or is it a mitzvah? So he says, no, we, sh- we switch it around. Really, an Isra Kedusha is referring to the Isra Drabana. So why are they referred to as Isra Kedusha? He has to explain. So Rava explains at the end of the day, the reason why is because Kaddish Atzvacha Bimotrelach. We have to sanctify ourselves, we have to make ourselves holy through things that are mutter to us. So we see that there's a concept of kedusha, of things that are not mitzvos or yisurim on a derisive level. Kedusha means to add yisuri to derabanan add um, even when things are considered mutter on a derisive level. Kadesh atzchah This concept is applied to um even things that are mutter, even on the Rabbanon level, meaning even things that are gray areas and are not Isuri Rabbanon, the Ramban, on, in the first Ramban, um, in, uh, the Ramban on the first Pasuk in Parshish Kedoshim, Kedoshim to you, Leilokechem, where the Ramban comments that what does it mean to be Kedoshim? He says, don't say like Rashi. Rashi explains that it means to be Prushim and Arayas, to, to, to separate your things to, to, to separate, separate yourself from things that are asr. That's what it means to be holy. Says the Ramban, no. What it means to be kedushin to you, what it means, he doesn't explicitly say the concept, this, this quote from the Gemara of Kadesh Atzchal of Motrelach. Rabbeinu Bechai, his student, is the one that brought this um, Gemara in, in, in this concept of, of, um, of, of, again, following things in Halacha which are not explicitly um, of Kadesh Atzchal that you should be, you should be, you should separate yourself even for things that are mutter. And the Ramban applies this concept to, to um, and, and uses the term of being a novel Torah. He said that you could go your whole life and not violate any Suri Darbanan, but you could still be considered someone who's novel Torah, someone who's disgraceful um, Torah, even though it's permitted by the Torah. And he goes on to explain that's what it means to be Kedosh, and that's what it means to be holy. Of, of Kadesh Atzchav Motorlach to even, um, to even um, for example, if it means to be over gluttonous and to eat too much, even though it's not Asr explicitly, it means, again, it's, it's similar to the concept we mentioned before of uh, being holy, understanding to be sometimes practice. The Messiah's charm even applies this to practicing the concept of precious, sometimes not eating a little too much, um, not, not more than you're supposed to, of constantly thinking about what the Ratz Hashem is, but in this context, to be Kedushin, to be, to be Prushin, um, even in things that are explicitly allowed, even on a rabbinic level. So the Gemara is, is applying it of things that are Mutar on the Rice level, the Ramban is applying it to things that are even Mutar on the level, but shouldn't be done because of Nava Prashat Torah. Just to end off, there's a fascinating slach in Mestachas Brachos that I think this is a, you know interesting halachic concept which comes out from this that there's an Indian of there's an idea of kedusha when it comes to uh, mitzvahs rabbanon. There's a question in the Gemara and Brachos and Machlokes between Meshama and Beshilal about whether one should make a bracha on the yain or on the kedusha uh, when it comes to kiddush on Friday night. Nowadays we make a bori pragafen and then we make the kiddush after bori pragafen um, on Friday night. So the Gemara has a machlokas in another place in, in Zvachim about what comes first. 
Do we apply the concept of Tadir Vishenu Tadir Tadir Kodem? That if something is more common, it should come first, which is the Bracha of Hagafen, or something with Kedusha, something which is Mikudash, should that come first? So the Gemara doesn't actually have a conclusion over there which one should come first. So the Tzlach over here is dealing with this opinion of Beis Hillel, that we should make Hagafen before, before, um, before um, the Kedusha, before the Kiddush, and he gives. And he gives two reasons. And one of the reasons he gives is because the yayin, the, the hagafin, is tadir. So the tzlach, again, there's a lot of different elements of the tzlach, but something I want to take out from what the tzlach is saying is that he says Basila holds that the yayin should be first because it's tadir, but the question is, okay, it's tadir, but who said that tadir should come, which is hagafin, the more common bracha, should come before, because we make hagafin even even during the week, if we're having grape juice or wine. So why should that come before the Kiddush? So if we, if we understand, like this Gemara, there's a concept of Kedusha, even for Mitzvah Sarabanan, even for Mitzvah Sarabanan, so that's why, that even though it's, the Hagafen is really only Tadir, it's only common, but the Kedusha is considered, ah, it's Kiddush, it's called something Kedusha, but even the Hagafen, even the Kiddush that you're making on Friday night, which is only Sarabanan because, because you said by Chulu and Shul, that even has Kedusha. So that's why now we have Tadir and Kedusha going against the Kedusha of Kiddush on Friday night. So that's a very interesting application, um, which, is, which, which can be taken out from the Tzlach in Brachos. So just to summarize what we learned, so topic number one was, interestingly, that this concept of Isra Mitzvah, the Orl Etzion, or Etzion Abed Shul said that this tells us that in every Isra Drabadon is only an Isra in the Gavra, only Isra on the person. And then Asibas even said that if someone eats something Bishogig and it's only an Isra Banan, then there would not be a problem because because since the person didn't know he when he was eating it, um, this thing which in terms of its chefsa is mutter, then he would not be responsible since he was shogig at the time. Very interesting application. Uh, topic number two was this Machogis Rambam and Ramban about whether Mitzvah Rabbanon are based on the Pasuk of Lo Sasrim and Davar Yemenu Small. We gave the we gave the mashal, the mashal chachma, of the, like being more b'malchus about how explaining how not every day is considered daraisa, and how Hashem just tells you that I want you to listen in general to what the chacham say. And we explained that based on Rav and Wasserman, that the Ramban would say that the reason why you have to follow the Rabbanon is not because of the Sasserman and Adar is small, but rather because it's Ras and Hashem. And then we have this third, third topic about the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, that Kaddish Aschav Mutralach is the reason why Kedusha refers to the Rabbanon. We saw that the Ramban even applied it to things that are not even Mutra Midaraisa, but even Mutra Midarabanan, about the importance of being not Nala to have to practice Prishos when it comes to things that are really Mutra to you. And then the, the application of Itzlach about why we make a Hagafin first on Friday night. Everyone should have a great day, and everyone should have a Chag Sameach.